0: Hello there and welcome along to Planet Sport Football Africa. A passion for sport production will we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers at the Africa Cup of Nations in Franceville, Gabon, joined by Solomon Ashams in Johannesburg, South Africa and by Stuart Weir in the UK. And on this week's show we have lots from the Nations Cup as teams to have impressed so far include Ghana and Senegal. We focus on the Taranga Lions and hear from star striker Sadio Mane of Liverpool. The more important for us now is uh, to, to forget what, uh, what we did and uh, game by game and try to win the game. Also, we talk about Uganda, back at the tournament after a 39-year absence. A Ugandan journalist tells us about the excitement of making it to Gabon. It means everything. It means everything, both to the supporters and the players and the young generation as well. And also a tour of the market here in Franceville and analysis on the English Premier League. So, a big hello from Franceville. This is a mining town in the southeast of Gabon. Manganese is among the minerals that are mined here. And like much of Gabon, the terrain is thickly forested, lush green hills and valleys. And there really is a sense of vastness when you see the scenery. More about the country later, but first, on the pitch, the hosts are in danger of first-round elimination after Gabon drawing with Guinea-Bissau and Burkina Faso. So they must beat Cameroon in their final Group A game. In Group C, DR Congo got off to a winning start. There are lots of Congolese living here. They were very happy with the 1-0 victory over Morocco. And in Group D, Ghana picked up three points in their opener and they topped the group as they look for their First Nations Cup title since nine. 1882 but uh, Solomon big concerns for Gabon well Steve I really do feel that a host Gabon
1: has a very slim chance of making it into the quarterfinals uh, I feel the pressure uh, from uh, the nation is on them in football you never know maybe the last game against Cameroon might just be the game that Gabon needs to get the first three points uh, for them to be able to get into the quarterfinal but I doubt if they're going to be able to do that
0: Yes, the Panthers of Gabon need to dig deep in their next game. Well, in Thursday night's Group B games here in Franceville, Senegal were the first to qualify for the quarterfinals with a 2-0 win over Zimbabwe, and it could have been a much bigger scoreline. Senegal have two wins out of two. Tunisia beat a disappointing Algeria 2-1, and while Tunisia have three points and Zimbabwe and Algeria one point each, any one of those three can join Senegal in the next stage. Well, it's a great start for the Taranga Lions. They've been underachievers of late and last reached the knockout stage back in 2006, despite having some of the continent's best players. Well, coach Aliou Sise is hopeful that the team can go far this time, but he's puzzled as to why Senegal have been a disappointment in recent years.
2: I don't know, it's the same question about many, many people asking me this question. I don't know, maybe it's a mentality, maybe it's a, I don't know, it's an attitude. But I think when I take this play, my first job is to change this mentality, to change this this attitude. Now I think the players have ambition, we work hard. The players have a big solidarity, you know, to running all together. They have humility to running. And this is very important. I think sometimes you, can, uh, you can't control the game by it, uh, about, about technical. You need a mentality, you might need the fighting, you need a working hard. And uh, they do it. And, uh, and this is very important for us.
0: So coach Aliou Cisse thinks that Senegal's mentality is changing. And Africa's most expensive player, Sadio Mane of Liverpool, thinks that the underachieving can become a thing of the past.
1: Of course, it's always criticized, and it's in football, it's part of football, and we have to accept that. But uh, in our mind, for the new generation, is not uh, to put in ourselves a big pressure. The more important for us now is uh, to, to forget what uh, what we did and take game by game and try to win the game. And we. we then we, we know what
0: that's sadio mane there well senegal have never won the nation's cup they lost the final on penalties in 2002 to cameroon that the same year that they reached the quarterfinals of the world cup so uh, how far do you think they can go this time solomon for me definitely senegal is one of the favorites to be able to get
1: to the final and also win the tournament because uh, in as much as uh, they have what I feel is the best individual players at the AFCON 2017 tournament because if you look at their players they play for top teams and, and also doing so well individually in their clubs but in their first game when they won 2-0 obviously you look at how they played and uh, the formation they've created it showed that they they really beginning to uh, have uh, great mental strength which is something that they, they definitely uh, have previously um, lacked. So if you see what they have to offer uh, and you look at their bench, the coach, Aliu Sisse, but now they have humility. Now they have uh, you know uh, some sort of a st- mental strength because they feel they have to go in there and fight for it. It's not going to come easy. And it might just be Senegal's opportunity to win their first ever uh, Africa Cup of Nations uh, tournament.
0: Yes, and for me, Senegal have top quality in every department, and uh, I do see them in with a huge chance here. Now, one of the smaller teams here is Uganda, back at the Nations Cup after a 39-year absence. The Cranes had come close to qualifying several times in recent years, but their fans had to endure great disappointment over and over. Well, they have some strong players and did particularly well to travel to Ghana and hold the Black Stars to a nil-nil draw in a World Cup qualifier towards the end of last year. But this time, as they met in their opening Group D game here in Gabon, Ghana beat Uganda 1-0 with an Andre Ayew penalty. Uganda, though, still remain in with a chance. Egypt and Mali, the other teams in their group. Well, I spoke to Ugandan journalist Andrew Gabura, who works as a supersport commentator in East Africa. And he told me about the day that the Cranes finally qualified for the Nations Cup. Probably the the biggest day uh, for a football fan uh, in Uganda because you know we had waited for a very long time.
2: We hadn't been to the Afcon since uh, 1978, um, and finally we have a game at home against Comoros, uh, and all the Uganda cranes need is a win. Uh, because in the last previous campaigns, you know it was all about mathematics. It was about win your game, then hope some other result somewhere else goes your way. Uh, but this time Uganda had it in their own hand. All they had to do was beat Comoros at home and qualify. So I was inside the stadium. We won the game. Ah, Kampala was on fire, my friend. Kampala was on fire. I believe the stadium was packed uh, four hours before kickoff. Here's the thing, the Uganda Cranes uh, I think have probably the best support on the African continent. Um, I think we pulled the biggest crowd. Uh, I've been lucky to travel Africa. Don't get me wrong, I've seen Ghanaians, I've seen Egyptians, I've seen Nigerians but I've not seen a packed stadium every single match day like the Mandela National Stadium back in Kampala. You always have lots of fans who come out because we we really look up to the Uganda Cranes. Uh, So on that day you can imagine, three, four hours to kick off, the stadium was full. Uh, Even some folks who had tickets could not easily get in uh, because we all wondered where all these tickets came from so they were very excited and um, so befitting that at the end of it all uh, the Crane still qualified so this qualification means so much to the Uganda supporters Ah, definitely it means everything it means everything both to the supporters and the players and the young generation as well Uh, because to the supporters we are happy Uh, we are so patriotic we are happy to see our country one of the 16 at the AFCON to the players they officially are legends in Ugandan football because the last group of players to do that like I said was in 1978 and then there's this whole young generation who now believe you actually can come up train so hard uh, play for the Cranes uh, and then actually make it to Africa's biggest tournament because most of those Cranes players are actually new players they're very young players they recently were playing with some of the smaller clubs in Uganda so it, it means pretty much everything and look the African continent for the next few weeks we will know about Uganda. They will know about the Ugandan flag now. Uh, I just hope we can win it. I hope we can do at least a Leicester
0: City uh, at the Africa Cup of Nations. <laughs> Leicester City. <laughs> uh, well, with uh, Egypt and Ghana in your group, that's yes. not looking very easy, is it? Uh, definitely not at all,
2: but but again, when when, when is the Afghan easy for any other nation? It's uh, it's very complicated because we have Ghana, we have Egypt, we have Mali. Uh, Mali very tricky as well. Uh, they they are perennial campaigners at the Afghan, so they have some kind of experience uh, when it comes down to the biggest stage. But you know what? Uh, the Uganda cranes have done well recently. Uh, the, one of the reasons they are the Afghan is they comfortably pick results away from home picked results in Comoros, not the biggest of nations but picked results in in Botswana, have beaten Ghana at home, have drawn with Ghana in Accra, have drawn with Burkina Faso in Wagadougou. So I don't think it's the biggest of stories. At the end of the day everyone is going to be on a neutral ground uh, and it's going to be very complicated because uh, African football, I think over the last 10 years has really changed. Uh, It has evened out. You no longer have the so-called small nations uh, if Uganda can make it. You saw what the Cape Verde Islands were doing just the other day. Uh, So I don't think it's that predictable. If pedigree is anything to go by, Uganda is in trouble because they haven't done that much uh, in terms of both the Afcon and win match. The crane fans, it's true, they are very worried. Uh, it's going to be very tight. But I think Ugandans have real reason to have uh, real hope this time round. Look, wh- whether we get out of the group stages, and I'm really being honest, uh, or win the championship, the excitement back home is crazy. These guys are legends in Ugandan football already.
0: And what do fans think about the coach uh, Micho Militin Stredjevic from Serbia colourful character can be very emotional is he liked by the fans?
2: Ah, The fans love him the fans love him And I think Micho Is one of the best Coaches to have For any African side For a couple of reasons I mean he's I think the most Experienced foreign coach On the African soil today This guy has been around he's been He's coached clubs In South Africa He's coached The Rwandese national side He's been to Sudan He's been to Ethiopia He's been to Tanzania He knows the thing or two about African football uh, He will tell you what the opponents are going to look like He will tell you about players we didn't know from the opponent's side So from a coach's perspective I think he's one of the more prepared coaches on the African continent First of all, from a coaching perspective Uganda is very lucky to have him And how can the fans not love him? This guy has just taken us to the AFCON After over three decades and nine years So the fans love him uh, Apart from the speculation we're hearing all over Africa Now that he could move and everything uh, We really love him, we really love him back home, here. Yeah.
0: That's Ugandan journalist Andrew Gabura, who works as a supersport commentator in East Africa, talking there about Militin Sredrovic, the Serbian coach nicknamed Micho, who really is a colourful and animated character. Well, all the best to the cranes of Uganda as they continue their campaign. And uh, by the way, that interview was recorded on the plane from Johannesburg to Libreville, in case you're wondering what the background noise was there. Well, this is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport and coming to you from Franceville in Gabon. With me, Steve Vickers at the 2017 Africa Cup of Nations. You can get in touch with us anytime throughout the tournament with your thoughts and comments on Twitter, Facebook and WhatsApp. I'll be posting pictures on Twitter at Planet FA. Our Facebook page is Planet Sport Football Africa. And our WhatsApp number plus 232 780. That's plus 232 780. Give us your views on the Nations Cup as the tournament progresses. And you can download our app and listen to the show any time. To download, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. Then you can listen to the show any on the app and access past programs, too, in our archive. Also, you can listen to the show on our website, africa.com. Well, more from Gabon shortly, but now to Facebook and WhatsApp. And last week we heard the news that FIFA has decided on a 48-team World Cup from 2026. That's an increase of 16 places from the current position of 32 teams. The new slots have not yet been allocated to each continental confederation, and we won't know the final splits until later this year. Africa currently has five places, so last week we asked how many extra slots do you think the continent will be given. I said uh, three or four. Uh, Stuart thinks it will be four. And uh, on Facebook, Lamana Lawrence Babangida in Uganda says obviously Africa deserves to get more slots than any other continent, but it doesn't guarantee a better or best finish for African countries, according to my observation." Yeah, that's a good point, Lamana. We're still waiting for the first African nation to reach the semi-finals of the World Cup. Chifuniro Nyondo in Malawi says five more slots for Africa, please. Well, that'd be a very generous allocation, I think. And Chief adds, maybe the Flames then would be regular participants. Indeed, the Flames of Malawi have never reached the World Cup Finals, although they've twice been to the Nations Cup, so this expansion by FIFA does increase the chances of countries like Malawi. Alagi Jaju in the Gambia says four places is OK for Africa. And also in the Gambia, Aliu Conte says Africa should have three more places. On WhatsApp, Musa Balde in the Gambia says it's a welcome idea. If the plan is not financially motivated, this will allow an equal number of representatives from the continents involved in the matter. And I'm also looking forward to see my African continent have at least four new spots. Well, thanks, Musa. It is predicted that Europe will also get more places. By the way, perhaps three extra to take their allocation to 16. Uh, so it still won't be equal exactly. Nuhu Bakayoko is in Libya. Africa should have at least another five teams to make it ten altogether, says Nuhu. This is because Africa is the second largest continent in the world, with 54 countries. So nations like Mali, Libya and even Gambia can progress to the World Cup. If I was Gianni Infantino, the FIFA president, I'd try to give another five places for Africa, says Nuhu. Belong Badji in The Gambia says preferably Africa will get another four slots. The expanded competition will reveal more talented African players and it will be a chance for teams to develop to a better standard. Odipo Morris is in Kenya. I think Africa should be given an extra three places as a minimum, maybe four, says Odipo, and James Ola Tunge Roberts in Sierra Leone agrees. In my own opinion, I think they should add three more places, says James. That'll take us up to eight. Albert Kadzombe in Malawi goes for a lower number. He says maybe two or three places. Over to Ghana, and Stanley believes Africa needs only one more slot. The continent should be given six slots, and that'll be okay," says Stanley. Looking at the performance Africa puts up in the World Cup, they'll need only six teams, but they will need to improve and try hard to make good use of the chance given to them. Right, so you think it should be performance-related somewhat, Stanley. Interesting. But in Malawi, Alfred Mdimba says Africa should have at least five new places. We deserve that, given the development of African football nowadays, says Alfred. And Ishmael Saidou Kanu in Sierra Leone agrees. If we can have at least 10 African countries at the World Cup, that'll be fine, says Ishmael. In other words, let the continent have five of the 16 extra places in order to have a fair representation. This will be a way for other African countries who always find it difficult to qualify with the normal five places. It would also prevent the top teams in Africa playing each other in qualifiers – which in turn will give the continent a strong representation. Thanks for that, Ishmael. Uh, Jesse Rando, also in Sierra Leone, goes even higher. Africa should have seven extra places, says Jesse, because we are contributing so much in the development of football in the world. So I think by having this number of teams in the competition, we can win it or at least get to the final. Well, Jesse, that would certainly be a lot. Well, this has been an interesting question this week as we've received so many different answers and fascinating to hear views and perspectives from so many different countries. And moving on to the Cup of Nations, Obina in Nigeria says, I'm definitely enjoying the tournament, although the Super Eagles are not there this time. I just hope we get to see more goals as the games go along. It's been a festival of draws so far. Hardly a moment of brilliance. Obina commenting after four of the six opening games ended in draws. And Sam Chiquilera in Malawi says, with the first win of the tournament, a bravo to Senegal. Yes, that was after the Taranga Lions' win over Tunisia on Sunday. Uh, But, says Sam, my concern is that the competition has started on a low note. There's no energy from the teams or the supporters. I hope to see more in upcoming games. And uh, to be honest, uh, Sam, as you're referring there to small crowds at most of the games, uh, I think Gabon is too small a country in terms of population to be hosting alone. Population is 1.8 million. I think we'll continue to have small crowds at most of the games. And I reckon Gabon should have co-hosted with someone as they did in 2012 with Equatorial Guinea. So you can get in touch with us any time throughout the tournament with your thoughts and comments on the Nation's Cup on Twitter, Facebook and WhatsApp. I'll be posting on Twitter at Planet Sport FA, the Facebook page Planet Sport Football Africa, at our WhatsApp number plus four 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 fo So you can get in touch with us at any time throughout the tournament with your thoughts and comments on the Nations Cup on Twitter, Facebook, and WhatsApp. I'll be posting on Twitter at Planet Sport FA, the Facebook page Planet Sport Football Africa, at our WhatsApp number plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Give us your views on the Nations Cup as the tournament progresses. And to something new, we're welcoming voice notes on WhatsApp. You can record and send a voice message on the Nations Cup and we might just use it. That's on the usual number so your voice could be heard on the show. So this is Planet Sport Football Africa coming to you from Franceville in Gabon. Well, I flew here from Harare to Johannesburg in South Africa and then took another plane to Gabon, landing in the capital Libreville. I spent just one night there. It looks like a very well-developed city next to the Atlantic Ocean and I'll be back there for the final to take a closer look. It's very hot and humid here. Temperature's around 32 degrees, but it feels much hotter than that. A lot of cloud and uh, it's rained a few times since I've been here. Well, from Libreville, it's an hour's flight to Franceville, which is much smaller and less developed than the capital city. The stadium here is beautiful. It's in the colours of the Gabon national flag. Colours blue, green, and yellow are for the seats and indeed for the structures around the stadium. It's a 20,000 capacity, and I don't think we'll see it full unless Gabon get to play a game here. Uh, The population of Franceville is only 110,000, and it's not really possible to get here by road unless you're prepared for a rather treacherous journey of around 700 kilometres. There are some trains from Libreville to Franceville. But there won't be many traveling fans well one great thing about being at a sporting event like this is that you get to mix and mingle with people from many different countries and also to find out about the culture of the host country and no visit to an african city or town is complete without a trip to the local market so this is what i saw at the franceville market well some very interesting wild fruits here i just bought something called uh, Oburu. these are sort of like a, if you like an orange a very small orange but with a harder skin it's got a inner white skin so you break through that so it's going to take a seed out and uh, first time to try it it's actually very sweet and yeah mm, oh, it's uh, also we've got big uh, pineapples here huge ones um, there's some lemons um, peanuts are here and yams um, and there's some purple fruits or vegetables uh, up here. Merci. I'm doing very well here. I've bought uh, some bananas which uh, I've been missing and um, Something that looks to me like a pomegranate, uh, round red fruit. Um, just give it a try and see what it's like. Going down a bit of a muddy path now where there's more stalls, uh, there's huge plantains. Uh, these look like avocados and something strange here. Uh, brown nuts that are pink inside. <laughs> 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 so wherever you go, you'll find some uh, DR Congo supporters. You support the address? Yes, not well. address. So confident there is this uh, Congolese lady. I've seen some others uh, wearing uh, DRC jerseys as well. (laughs) Got some uh, dark brown or black caterpillars uh, that you can buy by the cup here. These uh, live-in trees. Uh, You get them especially when the rains are good. Well, on the corner here we've got um, a dried fish which looks uh, actually like a snake. It's almost black and it's got a head that's a bit like a snake, but it is a fish, a real fish. But my driver says that actually uh, people do eat snakes here. He enjoys them himself. Um, uh, Franceville, being in an area that essentially is a mining area in a dense forest, you'll find a lot of bush meat here and people eat uh, a wide variety of things. There's more football fans, all in jovial mood. Uh, Ivory Coast supporter and a Cameroon. That's a Cameroon fan blowing his vuvuzela, which uh, is in the colours of the Gabon flag. <laughs> this is a kind of uh, traditional medicine that is very good for headaches. Um, sort of like a, a brown nut. And it's got little seeds in it. Just taking some of them out here. I'm going to take half a dozen of these um, seeds. Oh. I need to swallow Oh, my. Oh, I la, la. <laughs> It's so hot. Oh, it's like pepper. <laughs> I think a practical joke has been played on me here. It's a bon pour santé. Okay. It's, very, it's very healthy.
2: So.
0: <laughs> the stomach, okay. Ooh. Ooh. Very, very hot. <laughs> right, well, I think I'll call it a day now, because uh, I need to get a drink of water after that. But it's an absolutely fascinating tour. It shows what riches there are in this uh, country, much of which is rainforest and so many wonders of nature to be found around this country. And it's been a very, very interesting insight. (laughs) Well, I was really caught out there, wasn't I? That was a trip to the Franceville market a few days ago, and I had a wonderful time getting to meet people there. Okay, away from Gabon, let's talk about the English Premier League now. Our European football expert Stuart Weir joins us from the UK. As Stuart, her leaders, Chelsea bounced back from their recent defeat at Tottenham with an impressive
3: 3-0 win over reigning champions Leicester. Uh, Yes, indeed. And, of course, while Riyad Mahrez was scoring twice for Algeria, his uh, poor old Leicester City teammates were certainly uh, missing him. Another interesting thing about this game, of course, was Nugola Kante, who had been arguably the outstanding player for Leicester last season, was, of course, playing for Chelsea. But, yeah, it was a very competent performance by Chelsea, which incidentally means that Leicester City, the reigning champions, have lost home and away to Chelsea by a three-goal margin this season. And this is only the fourth time in 50 years that the defending champions have lost to another Premier League club by three goals. And, Steve, I know you love this, but Marcus Alonso has six letters in his first name, and his second name, and he scored in the sixth minute of the first half and the sixth minute of the second half to set Chelsea on their way to victory.
0: Well, so six, a good number for him, clearly. So Chelsea winning well there at Leicester, and a good weekend for
3: the other London clubs as well. Yeah, I mean, another curiosity on Saturday was actually the success of the London teams with Tottenham and Arsenal each winning 4-0, Chelsea and West Ham winning 3-0. You know, so much from my prediction that West Ham would struggle without Cech Ritty, who's, of course, in the uh, Cup of Nations. Of course, the big shock was Manchester City losing 4-0 away to Everton. And, you know, we talk about what difference will losing players have. And, of course, Everton have lost Idrissa Gué to Senegal for the Cup of Nations and Yannick Bolassi from DR Congo to a long-term injury. So they had to choose two teenagers. Didn't seem to make much difference since Tom Davies and Adamola Lukban both scored for the first team. You know, one man's misfortune is another man's opportunity. Now, again, I don't know how much you read into this, but Pep Guardiola conceded that Manchester City can now not win the league. I mean, whether this is just taking pressure off himself or whether he genuinely means it, time will tell. But, you know, when you look at the managers there, uh, the two new managers in the top four... You know, Conte has done an amazing job at adjusting, getting Chelsea, who were very poor last year, playing brilliantly, whereas Pep Guardiola has really taken a while to adjust. And Incidentally, talking about Manchester City, Yaya Torre's agent is at it again, announcing to the world that his client has turned down a contract allegedly worth half a million dollars a week to play in China. But he's staying at Manchester City for the moment. Uh, Finally, Steve, I need to mention two own goals. Gareth McCauley of West Brom became the oldest player for 10 years to score a Premier League own goal. He's 37, but I'm not quite sure how excited he'll be about that record. And then let's spare a thought for Tyrone Mings of Bournemouth. At the beginning of last season, August 2015, suffered a bad injury. And didn't play for over a year. Well, he got his first start for Bournemouth at the weekend against Hull, only to put through his own goal. Oh, really? He waited all
0: that time to come back and ended up scoring an own goal on his return. And on Yaya Toure not going to China, that was a really big offer for him to turn down. Well, thanks a lot, Stuart. That's it for the show for this week. But do give us your thoughts and comments on the Nations Cup any time during the tournament on Twitter, Facebook, and WhatsApp. I'll be posting pictures on Twitter at Planet Sport FA. Our Facebook page is Planet Sport Football Africa, and the WhatsApp number plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Give us your views on WhatsApp on the Nations Cup and you can send us a voice note. Your voice could appear on next week's programme. The WhatsApp number plus 232 479-55232-780. From me, Steve Vickers at the Africa Cup of Nations in Franceville in Gabon, from Solomon Shams in South Africa and Stuart Weir in the UK, thanks a lot for listening and Planet Sport Football Africa is a Passion for Sport production.